Charles Westcott. And Pat Denena. And this is Conversations. How are you? Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for joining us again. By the way, I have seen Attack of the Clones. I, okay. I finally watched it. Episode so. 2. That's fitting. Yeah, that is okay. fitting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. But, All right. Uh, I'm catching up. I'm uh, Good. sort of getting back on track. Good. Um, okay. So today's topic is going to be the Jedi and the Sith and how they're different and how they're similar. And it's, you know, it's not really that apparent as to why they're good and bad. You know, it's like they both use the Force. They both, uh, you know, use lightsabers. Okay, fine. One, you know, the Sith have, uh, have red ones and the uh, Jedi have green or purple or whatever. See, purple mace windows. Yeah, I picked that one. That's nice, yeah, huh? Did. That's, yeah. That is good. That's good. Um, so that's what I want to talk about today is just to sort of figure out those ins and outs between the Sith and the Jedi and what makes them different. Yeah, uh, okay. The Obviously, the similarities are uh, rooted in, in that whole – thing we talked about last episode with being in in tune with the force and and being able to kind of hone in on your environment and manipulate the things around you right uh i think a lot of it just has to do with your um motivations behind how you use the force you know um a good example of that I think is Luke in Return of the Jedi when he goes to Jabba's palace and he just sort of nonchalantly sort of chokes one of the Gamorrean guards uh, doesn't kill him isn't malicious with it in any way but just kind of gets him out of his way so that he can you know go about his business with Jabba uh-huh. without okay. being slowed down or, or anything with along those lines so that's the exact same thing as Vader's force choke, but without malicious intent. Okay. Wow. So you're okay. So obviously they're you know father and son. So the tendencies of what Luke could do are potentially as destructive as Vader. Obviously, if that's now, are we talking like family history or just tendencies? Because if you think about, well, first of all, if you haven't listened to episode one slash four, uh, go back and take a listen. Um, we're, t- we're referring to the uh, what the four. Oh, uh, sorry. Can you <laughs> take care of that? <clears throat> what the fours? Thank you. Very nicely done. Um, of episode one slash four, as I said, and uh, go ahead and listen to that. We'll wait right here. All right. Thanks. Great. Thank you for listening to that. Um, so. It's not only the fact that you have the ability to manipulate or work with the force. It's what your tendencies are in using the force. Absolutely. And and really, it, it boils down to um, whether you break good or break bad. You can, um, for example, with Anakin, you had a Jedi. He was a Jedi Master. He wasn't on the Jedi Council, but he was a Jedi. He was trained. He had his own Padawan, and he was a Jedi doing good on the light side. 
and then he was manipulated and then turned bad. Luke saw that in himself in the cave on Dagobah with Yoda when he confronted Vader and then saw his, uh, face, his face in the mask. So but that was just him realizing that that it could have happened to him. That's what he realized is he could be his own worst enemy. Oh, well, I was just looking at that as being he's identifying himself as the lineage to his father. Um I don't think I don't think that's the case because he didn't know that yet. He hadn't gone back to Cloud City and faced Vader yet. Mm. Okay. At that point right. in Dagobah. Okay. So right. he didn't know that Vader was his father. But he knew Vader was strong in the force and had a lightsaber, obviously. Yeah. And now he's got a lightsaber, he's learning the ways of the force, you know, trying to make sense of it. It's all new to him and it could go either way. Yeah, he brought a blaster into that little uh, into that little alcove there yes. on Dagobah. Because well, he was fearful. And? And fear leads to hate. Hate leads to uh, suffering. Yeah, right. And, and suffering, suffering leads to the dark, dark side. side. Yes. So, you know, Yoda had told him those things, so it, it's conceivable that he could be fearful of his newfound powers. And, and what they could do if he, you know, wasn't mindful of that. Okay, but then if Anakin, throughout the two movies now that I've seen, so, you know, obviously, Phantom Menace, he was a little boy, um, and then, in, you know, Attack of the Clones, Hayden Christensen. Yes, you, yes, you, you got, got it. That one. Yeah. You did it. Hayden mm -hmm. Christensen uh, takes over the role, and then he, you see him sort of almost struggling to be in the shadow of Obi-Wan, right? Like he's always trying to break free from whatever he's supposed to do versus what he's meant to do. Uh -huh. But if he still ends up doing good and then he's manipulated, but like by what or whom is he being manipulated? Clearly it's it's the dark side of the force, but from which vessel? I mean, it's not just it can appears and that's it. Right, well, you know, I think he, being a slave and, and kind of not having the proper childhood that, you know, that he should have had, um, it, it, I'm sure, took an emotional toll on him. And um, basically, he had to grow up faster than, than you know, other quote-unquote normal kids in the galaxy. Um, so he was already more grown up. I don't want to say more mature, but more grown up than he should have been. So then when he was the Padawan to Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan treated him like a Padawan, he felt as though he's being treated like a child. And he, or a slave. He, he felt, yeah, he felt, he felt that he deserved more than that, okay. which perhaps he did, perhaps he didn't, but... He, he, he resented Obi-Wan a little bit for that, for, for you know, not giving him the freedom, the independence that, that Anakin himself felt he deserved, um, and for constantly, you know, looking over his shoulder, criticizing, you know, how he ran in, you know, guns blazing without thinking things through, and then, you know, with, with reason, because he how many times did Anakin lose his lightsaber? 
a lot. Um, and Obi-Wan was there to get it back, to have his back, and to use it as a teachable moment because he was still his teacher. Hmm. And I, Obi-Wan was was in charge of, of his learnings, but, you know, that was kind of thrust upon him with, with Qui-Gon's death as well. So the way I see it then is that Anakin was always fearful and never truly a Jedi. I guess that depends on what the definition of Jedi is. Um, in name, he was a Jedi. Was he deserving of that title? I don't know. Um, I know that the Jedi Council didn't feel he was deserving mm -hmm. of a seat on the council, which may have had something to do with that. Well, I mean, you just don't get a seat on the council, even if Qui-Gon thought he was the chosen one. Right. I mean, that's only one man's opinion, and let's face it, the, the guy died, uh, got hacked, and died, and that was it. We never heard from Qui-Gon again. He was written off and you know just became this non-character. But... The, um, but from the perspective of Anakin and the council, it's like, well, if you just don't waltz in here being proclaimed as the chosen one, right. show sort of layers of fear that Yoda clearly picked up on. Okay, great, but then that's when the training starts. You get, okay, well, maybe not everyone's a successful Jedi, I guess, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, the Jedi training is, uh, you know, you wash out lane, you become a, uh, a Sith, but it certainly right. seems that way. Um, I, you know, it's it's in in the Clone Wars, which you need oh, to no. start watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, my spare time. Yes, yes. Um, Anakin has a Padawan named Ahsoka, and spoiler alert for all you Charleses out there that haven't <laughs> seen the series. Um, I hope there's only one of us. Yes. Who knows? Uh, maybe only one of us listening. Um, but uh, the the Padawan Ahsoka ends up leaving the Jedi Order. I won't get into the hows and whys, but she doesn't become a Sith. Okay. She sort of embraces the gray. Now, there's a, have, you, have you heard of the gray Jedi? No. Okay. Gray Jedi is, you know, you've, you've got the light side and the dark side. Is this like expanded universe or legends? Yes. Oh, that's why yes. I haven't heard of it. That's okay. Apart from the fact that I have to watch movies as well. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um... So, you have to agree so quickly. <laughs> I've been telling you this for years. So, um... You know, that being said, it's not... 100% light side. It's not 100% dark side. There's there's flaws to both sides. The um, the main idea of the Sith is that they're completely driven by emotion. Um, you know, selfish emotions, anger, hatred, vengeance, things like that um, drive the Sith to motivate them in their actions. And the Jedi take the opposite approach where they try to leave emotion completely out of it. So that all of their choices and actions are devoid of any emotion. Oh, like Spock and Vulcans. Yeah, like Spock and Vulcans. So, um, the gray area is in the middle, where you kind of acknowledge that 
yes, I need to check my emotions, but I don't need to leave them completely out of my decisions. Wow. So you do know? you think, <clears throat> wow, that, that would seem like to be the, so the gray, what, the gray Jedis is like the gray nuns or something like that? Like, what is this? Like the sort of, uh, I mean, obviously there's like a. It's the, <clears throat> it's the more balance of the force don't you think that would be like an ultimate goal of not only the jedi but maybe the sith even should be um although the sith uh, to be a sith you have to have a selfish personality you have to because if, if you aren't selfish then the sith are assholes and and you wouldn't want anything to do with them because they're so self-absorbed and and interested in their own personal gain not the betterment of society or anything like that so you have to be of that mindset to be a sith now to be a jedi you know they all kind of lived by this code in the jedi council the jedi order and when when ahsoka kind of you know, railed against that in the Clone Wars um, and got away from that, uh, they were none too happy about it. So the whole idea of being more middle of the road was frowned upon by the Jedi and nearly impossible for the Sith. Well, that seems like that sounds like a, like a major flaw for the Jedi then. What happened to the Jedi? They were blinded by their hubris and by their lack of vision, and they were all taken out, the two of them. It was a major flaw. Wow, well, on that note, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is an Imperial Public Service announcement. There is a mandatory recall on all C-Class droids beginning from BBY-4 to BBY-8. Again, this is a public service announcement on a mandatory recall of all C-Class droids. Alright, we're back. Thank you for uh, sticking through that awesome little spot we just had. And uh, So you just dropped a truth bomb on that one um, about the Jedi, you know... uh, Sort of being these, you know, these heroes, but uh, in the end, they just got the wool pulled over their eyes because they're almost too much to the one side versus the, you know, or sort of like the Sith. They, they on the had other blinders side. on. They had blinders on, and that's the thing is when you're so altruistic and you're and you're so centered around helping others, but you have blinders on your and you're laser focused on that. You don't see anything in your periphery that's going on. Anything that might be developing um, in your Senate, Mm. in your backyard, right under your nose. You're not going to see any of those things. But when you are only looking out for yourself and you have that laser focus, you're looking out for yourself. So anything that could be happening around you that would affect you, you're going to be aware of. And the Sith were. But... The Sith are always two. There's never just one. So you always have a master and apprentice. So when uh, Darth Maul, well, quote unquote, died, because of course I just found out last episode that Maul really isn't dead and he came back in Solo, so I gotta see that. Um, oh, and what was it? And also in Clone Wars, he was in there too? Yes, okay. and Rebels. 
Rebels both, 2. Both of the animated series, yes. Both of which Adam watched, right? Yes. Okay, uh, that's which why I forgot it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, the, got... the, the rule of two um, is, is, again, a selfish thing where you gain all the power you can, but being one, you... You stand to be unprotected. If you've got an apprentice, then that person can protect you. However, that apprentice is also a Sith and wants what's best for them. So they gain all the knowledge they can get from you, and then they kill you. Right. So, I mean, that's where, you know, you've got to be looking over your shoulder. So almost Absolutely. what's the point of having an apprentice? Right. And, and well, because you need you need, you need to keep that knowledge alive you need to expand on that knowledge to gain more knowledge is my take on it now the rule of two um you know was into effect because darth bane had darth plagueis as his apprentice and he taught plagueis what he knew and then plagueis killed bane Oh, that's like, what was the scene there in uh, was that in Sith? I think Revenge Plague of Sith. Plague the Wise. Yes. I have to see that's that again. In, I gotta in the watch opera. that again. Yeah, in the opera. That's yes. a pretty cool scene. Yeah, yes, the jellyfish opera. Um, so then Plagueis took that to mean, you know, that's that's the safest way because if you've got an army of Sith like they did in the in the um, in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic back thousands of years before the events of the original trilogy and the prequels and everything, there were armies of Jedi and armies of Sith. But when you're an army and you're all looking out for number one, you're not a cohesive unit. You start to backstab and, and diminish your numbers because you're only looking out for yourself. They're so narrow-minded that they can't see that they're better off in numbers. They can't see that. Hmm. So they get angered by one another. They betray one another. They kill one another because they're Sith. Um, so the Jedi, again, being the peacekeepers throughout the galaxy, as, as they like to be known, um, you know, to keep the peace, like a, like a, a policeman, you need many of them. Just to make sure mm -hmm. that you have a presence there to, to keep everyone in line, not to right, with all the planets, not and all to the bully them, but to to just show that your presence there to keep things civil, and that's that's what the Jedi essentially did um, until the Clone Wars, where they you know were engaged in battle for years on end. Um, but Anakin was. To bring balance to the force that was already unbalanced on behalf of Jedi. Well, yeah, because so, they had all these massive amounts of numbers blinded by what they, I mean, you know, the allegories, of course, to present day are pretty strong, but you think you have this, this police force or this, you know, this collection of so called police that are really not doing a great job of. You know, protecting everybody because within their, within their policing, they've let uh, the Sith exist. Exist, sorry, and uh, and and gain power, and like completely missed it because yeah. again, back to their yeah. hubris you were talking about before. Right, and then in Revenge of the Sith, when Obi Wan and and Anakin were dueling, 
on Mustafar. Uh, and the whole, yeah. you were the chosen one. It was said you would bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. Um, oh. you you have um, you have him helping Palpatine Sidious um execute Order sixty six, and at the end of that, when all is said and done, Yoda and Obi Wan remain, and Sidious and Anakin remain. There's only two on each side, and it's balanced. Holy shit balls. But only because Anna became, Anakin became a Sith. Yeah, but because he did that, he helped... He brought balance to... And he helped Sidious Whoa. execute Order 66. He was, And he killed all the younglings. Single-handedly. So, he did oh. bring balance to the Force, just not in the way that Obi-Wan intended, because Obi-Wan was, was thinking more on the extreme light side. Right, the they only, all did. The really only good side, but apparently not. Right, which I mean, again, it brings you back to the the Star Wars Rebels has a um, one of the episode arcs is about the Bendu, who is a force endowed creature, and um, he's completely neutral in the ways of the Force. He convinces again Kanan um, who's mm. one of who's the lead Jedi in the in the series um, played by Freddie Prince Jr. by the way um, oh, he cool. uh, yeah um, he's um, kind of imparting his non-biased wisdom from the force to Kanan and he doesn't do anything for the betterment of Jedi or Sith it's just neutral. So this Bendy character is he like a, a gray? Well, he's a Bendu, um, oh. and he's he's not he's not a Jedi in any respect. He doesn't have a lightsaber. He's he's, he's kind of like a um, almost like a moose looking character. Um, <laughs> he must be Canadian. He might be. <laughs> oh jeez. Neutral and. Oh yeah. He, hey, he just wants to stay out of it. Um, and eat some maple syrup and watch hockey. Um, so uh, drink some Molson's. Eh? Oh sure, yeah, a couple Timbits. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's for you uh, Canadian <laughs> friends of ours, our uh, Canadian listeners, all one of you. Um, <laughs> that would be neat. So yeah, <laughs> totally. So um, <clears throat> it comes to a point where their their little band of rebels, which is, includes you know Canaan. And Ezra, who's uh, essentially his apprentice, his Padawan, um, you know, outside of the Jedi Temple because those no longer exist after Order 66 and um, how everything from the Jedi Order is kind of disbanded. Okay, okay, wait. But he's teaching him. Okay, so uh, Clone Wars is between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Okay. And that's why we don't see Ahsoka because she conveniently gets excommunicated before the movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so Rebels takes place after a few years before A New Hope. Okay. 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 Gotcha. So, so that makes sense. Why there's no temples and right. so basically Kanan 
is just like a like a loose Jedi sort of thing because there is no Jedi right. order at this point. Right, and he, you know, he doesn't even know if if any other Jedi are alive. He he knew that Obi Wan was alive after the events of Revenge of the Sith, but he doesn't know where he is if he's still alive now. He knows none of that. And so, no one knows where Yoda is, of course. Correct. Okay. Correct. So as far as Kanan's concerned, he's the, the the last remaining Jedi, and he's trying to impart wisdom onto to Ezra. Gotcha. Um, so it's their little band with, with their, their rebel friends that, that aren't Jedi but are, are helping with the rebellion. Okay. Um, they're being surrounded by Imperials. And he pleads with the Bendu to help them escape and um, so the Bendu being completely neutral uh, causes a severe storm so they can't even see so no one can see but since Kanan is force sensitive as is Ezra being that they're you know Jedi and 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 um, and mentee um, they use the force to evade the Imperials, when neither group can see, hmm. so so, it, so the okay. Bendu affects the environment around him, but in a completely neutral way. Right, because either side or either group could uh, fail or uh, or win. Yes, sort of thing based on the environmental change that sort of neutralizes the the like the the battlefield yes. as it were. Okay. Yes. So, you know, there's, there's, there's the two sides, the light and dark, and then there's also the middle ground. And that's kind of what Luke was, I believe, looking into, or looking into, when he was um, on uh, Octo. Looking. Yes. <laughs> looking. There it is. Um, when, he, uh, when he's found in The Last Jedi. Okay, and he's kind of abandoned the ways of the Jedi, right. and that's, you know, in the yeah. first trailer when he said it's time for the Jedi to end, and everyone was shocked um, because how could Luke be saying this? It's I believe because he had a better idea in place than the traditional Jedi Order idea. Right, it's Jedi, like a gray Jedi, basically. Yes, I believe that's kind of what he was. Hmm. What he was striving for without them so much as saying it. Uh, so, you know, the, the there are a lot of a lot of differences, as you've said, between the two of them. Uh, but, you know, as with anything, to not to completely be dismissive of the other side is a lot of times um, foolish. And, you know, it seems strange to say that on behalf of the Jedi, that maybe they should take a, you know, page out of the Sith's playbook. But it's, it's about, you know, including emotions in, in decisions, which I don't think is, is evil in any way. You know, to acknowledge your emotions is not evil. It's healthy. Right. So then if that's the case, why was Anakin vilified and then essentially became one of the greatest Sith ever. Well, that's that's exactly right. He was vilified uh, when you know and he he 
gave in to his emotions. He fell for Padme and wasn't supposed to have attachments, wasn't supposed to have emotions, and he did. And that kind of started him um, kind of looking away from the Jedi. You know, the Jedi telling him that, you know, he can't have attachments and, mm. and um, shouldn't have love, you know, uh, uh, romantic love. And, um, you know, when you're, especially when you're younger, you know, late teens, early 20s, things like that, and, um, you know, your elders tell you what to do, you know better anyway, and you say, screw this, I'm not going to listen to you, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, but it and seems like he was on the path to the ultimate Force-sensitive person. I'm not going to call him a Jedi or a Sith. He was on the path, absolutely, to being the gray Force user. Yeah, and he very well could have been, but with with the aversion of the Jedi towards anything other than their strict rules, he 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 wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been accepted for him to do that in. Uh, in Jedi culture, mm -hmm. and you know it's it's acceptable for Luke in the Last Jedi because there's no Jedi around. I mean, no one's gonna yell at him for doing that. There's none of them around. So even though that's what's best. So to end this topic on Jedi and the Sith, it would seem suffice to say that the Sith weren't the Jedi's worst enemy. It was themselves. Yeah, uh, definitely. They um, they had um, they had their faults, and those faults came around to uh, ultimately lead to their destruction. Well, I think we have to talk about Anakin more because he seems to be that linchpin in that whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's uh, that takes care of that. We're gonna take a quick break and come back with what the force. <laughs> What's the best little snack in the outer rim? It's Toshi Station Bagels! Now featuring donuts. Alright, so uh, thank you for uh, sticking through that awesome commercial we just had. And um, now we're on to... What the Force. Okay, and so today's What the Force is, uh, is about the, the two Death Stars. So... Why are there two? Exactly. There's always two. So no what, more, what are no they? less. What are they, Sith? Are yes. Sith? They're Sith stars. <laughs> They're Sith stars. Death Siths. <laughs> okay, that's not funny. Um, okay, so Death Star 1, as we know. some death sticks? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go home and rethink your life. <laughs> the hand wave. You guys yes. didn't see that, but the hand wave came yes. in. Not only is it an awesome voice, it's also got the right uh, hand <laughs> movements. Okay, so... I don't really get the timeline, and it seems very suspicious. We need to watch the movies, first of all. Well, I did. Um, I could, well, not all of them. Okay. okay. But, so, we have Death Star all right. 1. Well, wait, okay. So, okay. All right. So, Rogue One is the film that takes place shortly before A New Hope. Right. Like, minutes before A New Hope. Okay. What do you mean minutes? It finishes up 
minutes before oh, the new okay. movie starts. I was going to say, that's a pretty short movie. If it's no, I said, well, it's, it, it ends minutes okay, before. Okay, gotcha. No, I heard it was very good. I got I got to see yes. that. It was yes. very well received. Um, well, that, that goes over the, the, the flaw in the first Death Star, as, as some people would say, um, with the exhaust port and Luke no. being able to yeah, shoot. But, I get that. But Luke was also Force-sensitive, and no one else could make the shot. I think him being in tune with the Force had more to do with it than it being a flaw. But anyway, they explored that plot hole and um, explained it away in Rogue One. And they also showed the the creation of the Death Star. Um, and it's also explained uh, quite a bit in the most recent Thrawn novel by Timothy Zahn, where uh, they're mining dunium and they're just stripping planets of it so that they have the metallic resources they need to build this massive space station okay so so that that's a good see that's a that's what leads me down my confusion because you've got this death star that was built with the flaw that was like a design flaw on purpose, right? That's apparently what the story of Rogue One is, yes. right? Okay. Yes. So you got then a rebel sympathizer was in charge of, of the of the uh, design and construction. Okay. And he right. was kind of Go. forced into it, and so he he put in a uh, forced into it. <laughs> um, so he put in a um, a, a bit of a fail safe so that it could be destroyed. Right. Not an easy one, but no. that's where the Bothans came in and they got the, the Death Star plans to the Rebels and then they were able to find that flaw. Right, right. Except that's where R2 took the plans to the Rebels and the Bothans didn't do anything for the first Death Star. It was the Return of the Jedi, Death Star, Death Star 2. Oh. Those are the Bothans that died. Wow. And, I mean, they didn't die in the first one. Apparently, I got to watch the original trio again. I think so. Um, Boy, the first trilogy. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it. We can speculate that it took years um, to build several years to build the first Death Star. Uh, I'm sure there's been research done because everyone, it's a Star Star Wars fans, research anything they can, um, and I'm sure there's been research done to determine how long it took to build the first Death Star. But I would imagine it took several years because they were also doing it in secret. No one knew it was being built. Yeah, but wasn't the second Death Star built? And, like, how many years, first of all, so, like, the, you know, the Death Star 1 blew up mm -hmm. at the end of A New Hope. Yes. And then a movie and a half later, great, okay, I understand it's not timeline, but a movie and a half later, there's another one that's sitting out over Endor that's like 30-40% complete, bigger and better and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but they used Ewok free labor, so... <laughs> no, um... Freedom for Ewoks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag Ewoks are people too. Um, so, basically, the way I see it is, you know, you're building the first one in secret. You have to have uh, great discretion over... Um, what you're doing so no one finds out. Uh, then you're in this galactic war, this star war, with these rebels, and um, everybody knows it. 
at this point because your your big space station has been blown up. What do you do? You got to regroup. You got to keep fighting them off. And you got to build another one that doesn't have that flaw in it because you know about the flaw now. Okay. So just like in wartime in Earth, you've got um, the war efforts and reallocation of resources towards the war effort, everybody doing their part, pitching in, uh, providing any sort of service or um, uh, activity that they can to help with the war effort. And it's conceivable to think that the Empire strong-armed every planet in their control to provide labor, provide the resources to really knock this second Death Star out. And, uh, you know, it could have been built way quicker because they're not under the guise of secrecy. And they're literally taking even even slave labor they could have done um, and just stripped places of resources to throw this other Death Star together. Okay. So basically as well, like the Death Star was pretty much brand new when uh, A New Hope, you know, was, was uh, it was A New Hope, and then they blew it up. So basically the construction crew <laughs> that was just finished and probably, you know, went home <laughs> to the uh, to their respective homes for, after, you know, great mm-hmm. job done, mm-hmm. ramp it back up, get your asses over to Endor and start over again. Right, Except this right. time without the flaw that, uh, not the Caitlin boffins, Urso but... Caitlin Urso put in, yeah. Um, well... And, and two, you know, in Rogue One, as soon as the Death Star is operational, they, ex- they experiment with it on um, Jeddah, which is a, um, uh, it's the, the, the holy city of the Jedi. Um, is, what's it called? Jeddah? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, Jeddah, I suppose. Yeah, okay. it's, gotcha. yeah exactly. Um, so they experiment there towards the end of the movie. And then, like I said, that backs right up to A New Hope, which it gets destroyed in. So it's essentially brand new. They took it for a test run, and then it blew up. So, um... It's like a Tesla, basically. Yeah, except, you know, not. So, um... Death Star 2, I think, would have been much more successful had they been able to complete it because they wouldn't have had the flaw of the exhaust port. The only way that the rebels were able to destroy it is to fly to the core and blow up the reactor in the core when Lando took the Falcon in. And if they had had a chance to complete it and to, you know, close it up, there would be no access to the core and it wouldn't have blown up. I think, I think they would have had a lot a more success time. with that second Death Star, Star had they had a chance to complete it. So when the Bothans, Death Star 2 I'm talking about here, not Death Star Okay, right. yes, Bothans, you're Bothans, on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> when the Bothans got the, so they didn't get plans, they just got the location. Right, and they, well, there's, see, there was the location of it. And it was guarded by a uh, that's right the, the by the force shield, the shield on generator Endor. on right. Endor. So you know they had to take down the shield generator before they could even start their attack run right. on the Death Star. It's so, a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it is a trap. Sorry. Yes. So yeah, um, you know there were there were certainly 
they needed spies to, to scout the location and to scout the sort of uh, security measures mm. that were taking place there and around it and, and everything else. So, um, yeah, I mean, had they had they not known where the shield generator was, they could know where the Death Star was all day long, but they wouldn't have been able to do anything about it. They didn't have the firepower, and they didn't have the numbers to to effectively destroy it. So what you're saying is my theory about the fact that they were building the second Death Star at the same time they were building the first one is just completely, completely ludicrous. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just did. Um, I and and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a book on it somewhere um, that will, you know, prove either one of us or both of us or neither of us correct. Um, but I I think that it could go either way. That's just that's the impression that I had gotten was that they they ramped it up after the first one was destroyed to get that second model out there to uh, to carry on with their trail of destruction cool all right well that's uh that's the death stars both one and two and one was r2's deal and number two was the boffins see he's getting better everybody <laughs> i'm getting there <laughs> gotta watch more movies and tv shows so uh maybe a long time <laughs> before the next episode but i'll stay on it thanks for listening and um and uh hope to hear you in the next one May the force be with you, always. <laughs>